Happy birthday to you. 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 I made a finish line with all your red flags. And I happily crossed it There's a part of me that wants to hold back Cause I'm hoping you're worth it Singing now, whoa, And we could be anything under the stars Now, whoa, Let me take a look inside of your heart It's my six-year anniversary that's Parker Smith singing his new song, Red Flags. And you'll hear the whole song in just a bit. Listen to this beautiful voicemail he sent me today. Early Bob, Happy day, happy six years of continuous sobriety. It is a wonderful thing. I'm so proud of you. I hope you know that. And I hope you know that I'm always here to support you and to uplift you and to celebrate you because that is a huge, huge, huge accomplishment that not a lot of people can say that they've done. So I just want to tell you I love you and I'm so grateful that you're my uncle. There is not a bigger blessing in my life than having someone like you, someone open-minded, someone who gets what it's like to be a creator and an artist and someone that has a heart like you. So I just want you to know that I love you and I will always support you and I'm so proud of you for this huge accomplishment and the continuous effort that you have to put into, um, you know, be, be sober. Um, I look up to you so much, and you are quite an example in my life, and I know in many, many other lives. So um, I love you tons, and I'm so, I'm so happy for you and so grateful for you. So I'll talk to you soon. Here we are. Thank you so much to everyone who's reached out. And I mean, I wish I could tell you I had like a team that was preparing this podcast party. I was watching the Drew Barrymore show. You can watch her talk show on YouTube channel, her YouTube channel, and they have clips. And she had a big birthday show and her team surprised her and Steven Spielberg came on and I thought this is really cool. So here I'm like just recreating some of the energy, but it's like me doing it all myself. So then I'm like, who are, who am I? Some like full of themselves ego maniac? I don't think so. I hope not. My whole intention this week was to just remind any of you out there that if you're struggling with alcohol and drugs, if you're struggling even with your relationship to food, to sex, to money, to work, to screens, to TV, I just want you to know that there is hope. 
people make changes every day and I'm one of those people. And I didn't think it was ever possible for me. And I just wanted to contribute this year. And so I'm working on my ego um, and I will continue to evolve. But for now, for this year, I'm grateful for your attention this week. And if you're just joining for today's episode, you can flip back on the podcast and see that I counted down to today's six-year anniversary. And I've decided this week that I want to start calling it an anniversary. I like that word. It really resonates with me. And a milestone, really, too. So I wanted to share an email. Well, two, two, an email and an audio. So first, let's start with the audio. I received an audio from one of you, somebody that I know from another circle and community, and then it started to blossom here under viral mindfulness and my emails that I send to my list. I send love letters of mindfulness directly to your inbox. You can subscribe. They're awesome. You can reply and it comes right to my email and I read every single one. Although I'm not capable of responding all the time, often I do send a personal response. I wanted to have a place that was contemplative, that was off of social media and devices where I could really just think about you know, mindfulness and continue inspiring people to implement it directly into their lives as it relates to my life and to the things I see and learn. And in fact, I started Viral Mindfulness email in 2013 and did it every week for a year. And now with all the things like this podcast and all the other things, it's sometimes hard for me to to get to everything in a week. And so I'm back emailing regularly several times a month and I will be through the fall and winter. And when I'm traveling in New York for a month working from there and with the Harveys, I will be sharing some haikus. I'll be sending pictures of Harvey Rose. If we have time to make some little videos, I'll post those as well off of social media at my website so you don't have to get lost in all the social media. I want to start training you again that my website is available to look at a lot of things and I'm launching a new website soon. I'm in designs right now with it and it's going to implement Viral Mindfulness Academy and starting January 2021, I'll be teaching live. I'll be doing group classes and I'll be doing an intimate group therapy for those brave enough to work one-on-one in group with me, a small group. A spiritual mindfulness mastermind. So if you're interested, you can send me an email directly, but just keep your eyes and ears out and I will definitely let you know when those offers are available. As promised, Parker Smith is here today singing his new f- song, an original song called Red Flags. You can follow him on Instagram at prkr.music. Spotify is a great hub for you to find Parker Smith red flags you can also go to his website he does have a website that has all the links to all of the different channels like spotify title deezer youtube youtube music and you can find that at parkersmusic.com that's parkersmusic.com and he would love the love and it's a great song and you can have access to it there on your streaming services. So 
I want to just share this email that I received, and then I'm going to introduce you to my special clinical guest, and we'll finish today's podcast party with Parker's beautiful song. And thank you, Parker, for letting me share it on my podcast. So this morning, I sent out an email to Viral Mindfulness, my list, and it was a really great email about lessons from the farm particularly the biggest little farm or apricot lane farms. And I was sharing lessons from the farm and planting and biodynamic soil as part of my mindfulness suggestions, my love letter to your inbox. And I got an email back from a really special friend. And she is someone that I was connected with almost every week for quite some time during 2020 in a spiritual circle where we would get together and we would share our process and listen, witness each other's process and wise listening, wise speaking. And we became friends and come to find out she's also sober and in AA. And we have a friendship and a connection. And she sent me a reply that was just so beautiful. And I wanted to share it with you because... Um, it just really started my day in a spirit of the truth and really why I was doing this whole weekly series. And so I just wanted you to know that here I am in my morning, Friday morning, and I get this response to an email that I sent sharing my thoughts and feelings and mindfulness. And here comes this from an AA friend who is further along the path just sharing with me connection. And she says, yippee on six years of recovery, Alexander. She says, I remember hearing in the rooms that sobriety isn't an accomplishment. It's a gift freely given, which is meant to be given to others. Clearly, I've never forgotten those words. I love this quote from Toni Morrison. Here's the quote. The function of freedom is to free someone else hugs, kisses, and blessings. I'm so grateful. Like that just sums up exactly how I feel and why I was doing this. And I know that I have work to do still as a human being, and I'm not saying I'm anywhere near perfect, but my intention here truly resonates with these words. And once again, I'm touched by how people in my direct community through connection, through showing up, and it just blesses my life. So thank you for that email, friend. I truly feel blessed to know those words. And so just a reminder, the function of freedom is to free someone else. I really felt like that getting sober for me in 2015, that I was getting free from meth free from weed, free from alcohol. And it took some time. It took a good year. And frankly, it took working the 12 steps. I went through the 12 steps within a year. And we always work the 12 steps. They're really never finished because step 12 is about, you know, giving it away and helping other alcoholics. So it really never ends. And I've made that commitment because I really got started in the spiritual transformation that comes through the step work. And then I continue to add bit by bit. Now, 
I feel like I'm free too. So I feel like in the first year I went from freedom from these this burden, this weight of addiction. And now I feel like I am free to be here all week and share this with you all. I am free to travel. I am free to build Viral Mindfulness Academy. I am free to sit in silence and not lose my mind. <laughs> Although when I did a week silent retreat, I felt like I lost my mind last year. I need to do that again. <laughs> I meant to do it sooner again. And here we are in September. See, I'm fighting it. I don't want to do another seven day silent retreat. I'm making the commitment here live. I am free to, to sit with life and to not run away from the pain and discomfort and inhale, snort, inject the, the beauty and the joy and the pleasure like I was so selfishly doing. Thank you to all of you on my path, all of you in the circles I belong who connect with me. I am deeply moved and I'm such a lover of people in conversation. So the final gift is to introduce my dear friend, Jude Terrio, Dr. Terrio, neurologist, friend, soul sibling. My dear sweet friend, I met him four years ago and we've become fast friends and soulmates. And we've been through a lot together and he has decided to move out of California and move back home to Louisiana to open up, to expand his private practice as a professional. After 20 years of being in the system of neurology, he's taking his roots back home to move into the cottage and be close to the sugarcane farm that he grew up on with his family and parents and return to his roots to establish a new practice. And I couldn't be more proud. And we were talking the other night and we do so many similar things and we are so connected on our projects and our writing and building our brands. Oh, did I just say that? <laughs> building our brands. On helping others and trying to make a difference. That's the truth. And we were having a conversation about, he was telling me about the elements of Alexander that he sees. And we often will audio record our conversations. It's something he does. I started doing it. Uh, I used to audio record the creeks. And obviously some of you are aware of my guided meditations with just the creeks, but it's fun to record conversations sometimes. So we caught this conversation. I got permission to post it. So it really needs no introduction besides the fact that Jude is moving on Monday. I'll take him to the airport. Travel well, bluebird, sky blue you. And here are his observations and clinical assessment as he looks into the observe blue elder, Mr. Blue. That's me. We're sitting on the couch in my living room, phone, recording our conversation. Here it is. Enjoy. Just to zoom out first. Okay, zoom out. Okay, to... Macro. Yeah, going back in time and space. And I think of, I have my book of poems that I've been reading from. And, um, is this like out into the pre-existence, according to Mormons, like before we came to Earth Life Macro, or like... I'm not willing to go that far yet. 
Okay. <laughs> Fine. I'm, yeah, I'm grounded on planet Earth. And, but every poet has like a collection of images or um, elements that they continually draw from and in their expression of those elements as it plays out in the things that they produce comes to define their their persona, their whatever, their energy, whatever energies they... Um, their embodiment? Their embodiment. Their contribution? Yeah. Their persona? Their, their vocalization of these primal elements. There, could it be my song? <laughs> yeah, so okay. it could be... Um, Images, uh, it could be um, ideas, it could be things. Okay. So, zooming in on you in particular, we were talking about recovery or sobriety. I like the, I like the word sober because it, rather than the recovery, I don't know why. See, and I like the word uncovery better than sobriety, sober, or recovery. I guess sober is like... Well, I was telling you about my friend David when he signed up to be part of the human library and he had to have... and So he is a book that people check out digitally and check out this person. And his book, he was like... Uh, described himself as uh, a gay man in recovery and then people there thought like um, didn't understand what uh, recovery was and thought is he recovering from being gay like that kind of recovery whereas like sober I don't know it's very clear from the outside looking in and I think I don't know it's it's more like well, Although it's more focused on yeah. like the substance, maybe as opposed to some other aspect of that whole thing, which may not be part of your experience necessarily. Well, it's interesting too because uh, uncovery, of course, for me takes a flip side, which is what in the hell is uncovery? <laughs> and it's also interesting to me because undetectable HIV status is also an interesting word. Um, and uncovering is like the work that you do once you do all the things of having a breakdown, realizing you're like powerless, acknowledging that you suck at doing drugs and alcohol and it ruins your life. And then you try, then you get sober and then you do whatever you do and meet all these people and do all these things and try and make a spiritual solution. And then at some point it's like oh there's still so much uncovering to do and then for me I feel like there's a propensity for people to look outside themselves too much so uncovery is something that points one inward for me and it plays on the word recovery but sobriety national sobriety month is what they're terming September now so I, I suppose you're you as not being one of us you're normal in your drugs or alcohol and things. And so you're a normie, according to that model. So then I guess Sober Sobriety, National Sobriety Month, is an accessible way. Word. Yeah. 
I like I like it seems sober. It seems more elemental. Yep. Um, and so like circling back to this idea of elements, like stripping something down to like very basic roots, like very simple elements. And but anyway, how whatever you choose to describe it and it evolves and whatever whatever name you give to it, for me looking at you. For you looking for at me, me looking your at gift you, to me, giving me the five <laughs> elements of how you perceive me. Is Oh my the, gosh, like, I'm that's, so excited. That, that's one of your elements. And sobriety. I, sobriety, yeah. Okay. And and I've seen just you respond to that <laughs> like associating you with that element at times feels like you want to distance yourself from them from that at times a reluctance to fully embrace that element um because like of not wanting to talk about it or like or talking about it too much or like getting away from the the 12-step model or like you know all of those things it's like as much as it's part of you it's also like something that you work to like navigate a relationship with that changes across time and to simplify that for me is anonymity I really sometimes just want to be anonymous with this part of my life because every other part of my life is an open book but it is interesting all those other dynamics because I talked to you about all those like I met you at year two sobriety and so then we've been friends for four years now so I've known you longer wait you never know me as a drug well, person. Only two years, but that's not very long. That's not very long to like... Be... Now that I have a sense of what that is, <laughs> like, and now it's been four years. So it's no, like... Right. That's a totally different place and you are now than seeing, two years. Right, and what you're seeing this year, this summer particularly, into right now, is a very different version of my sobriety that you've seen. Right. Which evolves. And you have personal experience because your ex-husband right. was getting sober the last year of your relationship. So you were in that and broke up. You, you two broke up a couple months before he was hitting his one year. Right. So you also had a very intimate thing happening in your primary relationship that was related to this. And your ex and I used to talk about being sober together. This is so good. So that element one. Element two. HIV. Which has also been a um, big storyline in your life so far. And I mean, quite a dramatic one and emotional one. And again, an evolving relationship over time, I guess, with the virus in the same way that your relationship to sobriety or whatever evolves as you grow. And and then just with it being in the name Viral Mindfulness acknowledges its presence among the elements in your... Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you you thought enough about it to put it as the first word. And then element three, mindfulness, the second word. 
um, which uses the fuel of those other two elements to kind of put it back outward. Well, for yourself, but also for connecting and relating to people. Um, which is part of your, yeah, I guess like that sense of, because I think of you as a very um, open person. And like an ease of connecting to other people um, that is very like unnatural for me. So like I see it clearly in you in like the way that we would respond to the same situation in totally different ways. Um, like where you would want to have a conversation with the barista. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to go outside and like read Twitter. Um, and mind you, this week when I went to that meeting in the New York, the friend of mine who reached out who's getting sober and I went and spoke to his immediate AA family in New York. He said about me that he's like, I have to tell you this one thing about Alexander. Like when you hang out with him, like he, he looks at everybody. He looks them in the eye and he talks to them. And I used to get so embarrassed. He's very introverted. And I, he brought up the coffee barista because we used to go to Phil's coffee in the mission up in San Francisco where he lived right down the street. And he introduced me. And that was like the original Phil's coffee actually met Phil there one day <laughs> and he's like and but then I realized like he's really seriously sincere about this like he's re like I'm really looking at them and I'm really like how are you how's your day what are you learning on the trail <laughs> but he said he used to just hate it and now he finds it very endearing yeah <laughs> unless you're in a hurry and you gotta be somewhere you're like would you stop you gotta go <laughs> yeah well it is endearing okay. and elemental. Elemental. Four. Fourth element. Music, song. Music, song. Piano. Piano. That is a whole thing. And probably the earliest of your elements to develop, perhaps. And therefore the most, like, rooted, maybe. And number five, it's a still evolving category, but the essence of it deals with your um, recent branching out into the world of watercolor and painting. And um, what makes you think it's recent? Because it's only happened since I'd known you. <laughs> so much. Where it's been like, I don't like more of a focus. I don't know. Has Is that not? true? Is it? No. I started watercoloring in 2005. This is a common occurrence where people are like, wait, you've been watercoloring for 15 years? And like, yeah. 
Okay. But you've only known me for four, so... But you notice something from year one to year two to year three to year four with watercolors? Where it's become, like, more of a focus, like, more of a sustained... A sustained focus. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's true. Because you met me at year two, and I was good friends with Rockford, and those two years, being friends with Rockford and being sober... And seeing what kind of art and artist he was, I learned a lot in our friendship about art and painting. And so I did make conscious steps. And I was also sober now. And I wasn't, I had all this space to like do, to do something. And watercolor was already there. And so it was very easy for me to jump on it. See, and then it wasn't till last year when my best friend, well, I mean, you're one of my best friends, but you know who I'm talking about. When Jay said to me, oh my gosh, when did you become such a good painter? I'm like, oh, 15 years later, you say, when did you become such a good painter? (laughs) And he was really moved by what I was painting because I did really paint a lot in 2020. And I, I sold a commission and then, so you are seeing all this, yes. And whatever. But but I did not know that you right. had done it as, as early as you did. So And I started in two thousand five and I started then carrying around a sketchbook and it became this thing where I would travel whenever I travel, which I was traveling a lot, I would sit and sketch then with pen or pencil, particularly pen at the time. And then I would come home and try and paint and learn watercolors and I started buying brushes. Like the very first time I went to an art store to like branch out of just a normal watercolor set and like figure out brushes was in Salt Lake City, Utah, downtown Salt Lake City. Fun. So those are the five. Oh my gosh. Is there anything else you want to conclude (laughs) with this? Since I feel like this would be a very good interview to put on the pop-up podcast series this week, if you give me permission. Sure. The Elements of Alexander, is this what it's called? Yeah, so you the always have to think of, of like, Blue. I guess the last parting thought is, you know, there's the elements, um, and those are kind of nebulous because they're primal and they're, like, not really explicit thing, but... in terms of, like, your iconography or, like, how you, like, manifest those elements into the world, then that's where the the blue comes in. <gasps> so that's the lens, like, through which the elements um, emerge. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is amazing. Thank you, Dr. Terrio. That'll be $750. (laughs) (laughs) I used to say that to my friends, too. Thank you for the therapy they'd said. Like, that'll be $85. Now I charge $185. There you have it, my friends. Guilty as charged. True, true, true. All of it. I am so grateful, as always, for your support. And 
If you haven't, you could totally rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast. It helps me get discovered by new users and puts my message out there. It's really easy to write a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. I'm going to just call it wraps. I'm grateful so much to be sober and I plan on continuing forward one one day at a time. And we're going to close out this little festivity with my sweet, beautiful Parker song. I do want to tell you that when I first moved to California here about 2013 or 14, so just the precursors to me getting sober, there was a, a day when Parker came over to visit me and he was playing on my piano the song that I, a song that I wrote that he grew up hearing at different you know, whenever we'd get together at the piano or as a family. And he learned it by ear and he played it for me. And it was one of those moments where the younger part of my family, my nieces and nephews, the downline, (laughs) our downline, uh, was reflecting something back to me that I'd never felt before. And I had never quite seen that reflection. And it was just totally meaningful to have Parker learning by ear a song that came from my heart when I was a teenager at the same age. And ever since then, we've continued developing a friendship based off of music and art and honest conversations. And we talk regularly and he's quite a gift in my life. And I'm super proud of the work he's been doing to bring his music to all of us. So enjoy Red Flags and I will see you next time here on the podcast. All my love. I made a finish line with all your red flags And I happily crossed it There's a part of me that wants to hold back Cause I'm hoping you're worth it Singing now, whoa, whoa And we could be anything under the stars Now, whoa, whoa Let me take a look inside of your heart There's a side of me that wants to walk away Every time that we're hurting But you tell me every reason I should say But I've already heard it Singing now, whoa, whoa And we could be anything under the stars Now, whoa, whoa Let me take a look inside of your heart
line with all your efforts, but I'm still second guessing. Cause there's a part of me that's always been that we haven't always been perfect. See your flags waving high from the rooftop. I can see your flags waving high from the rooftop. I know you never stay, never stay. But I didn't care. I chased you anyway. 